man. Day 26. Day 26. Moving right along in the book of Leviticus, right? So like Leviticus has been good. Like I think for me, it's been like so many things as I read it over and over again. So many things are starting to come out that I've never seen before, right? right? And so like here, we pick up right here in Leviticus 9, and we're still talking about these priests. So remember, in 8 through 10 in Leviticus, this is the only part that's really historical narrative, right? right. So like the Bible is trying to show us that this priestly ministry is very, very important, right? right, right. Because God wants to be worshipped, and he doesn't just to be, wants to be uh, worshipped haphazardly, but it's an order, right, to right. God's worship. And yeah. the priests are supposed to lead out in that ministry. Right. And so in chapter nine, right, we have what we would call the inauguration, right? So the priests start, right? They start their ministry here. And so God um, is concerned. One of the things I realized about chapter nine, like God is concerned not just that um, they do these rituals, but that God is encountered, right? That, that people have an encounter with God and people can have communion with God. And so yeah, like- what do you mean by that? So, you know, um, it's not just that they're doing um, some kind of ancient sacrifice just right. because. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. God wants his glory to mm. be revealed to people and that to lead them to worship. Right, right, right. right. So they want to, God wants to be known. Yeah, right? yeah. He doesn't just want it to be um, yeah, some kind of uh, arbitrary or random right, um, right. ritual uh, that was done in this time. He wants to be known. So that's why in verse 4 and in verse 13 and in verse 24 of chapter 9, God will say, my glory will appear to you. Right. right. And then at the end of the chapter, the people fall face down and have joy. That's good. <laughs> yeah, they have joy. It's not, it's not just we think of Leviticus as this boring, old book and people were like moses was like you know sad as he's writing it all right then the, yeah, you know, it then feels the like lambs. this like textbook yeah, yeah it seems that way right but right. you know one of the things we realize is that if we follow jesus we know that like man the more we get to know him the more we worship him the more joy we have right as hard as life can be sometimes mm. the more joy we have and then the same thing was was true of the israelites as well right. as they were um, preparing to enter the land Right, in the yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that's good, yeah. Um, in chapter 10, we get this story of Nadab and Abihu, right, who they come and they offer this strange fire. What's that all about? It just kind of seems like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, so yeah, this, it's, it's really like weird, but I think um, the Bible, so the Bible is art as well, so like right. it is literature. And like um, the biblical authors were literary geniuses. So like at the end of nine, we see this worship of God. Right. We see that God is a God of joy. Mm. But at the beginning of 10, he, he interrupts like, hold on, hold on. Nadab and Abihu approached God the wrong way. And God is not just a God of joy, but he's a God of judgment. Uh, right? That's good. So, so, so like I think it's Leviticus is trying to show us another aspect of his holiness. So like, again, the, the word holiness is mentioned and the word sin is mentioned all over throughout the book of Leviticus and like God's holiness is not something that um, is just beauty and majesty, but it's also something that uh, is about moral perfection, right? Where God doesn't deal with sin or he doesn't uh, uh, have anything to do with sin. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. He, and he does away with it as well. And so here um, we don't know exactly what happened <laughs> with Nadab and Abihu, but yeah. we do know that um, how we worship God is yeah. just as important as, you know, who we worship. That and, we, yeah. Yeah. 
No, no, that's good. Yeah, that God does care that we worship him. But God has also provided instructions as to how, right? And mm-hmm, that's not mm-hmm. stringent or that's not like restraining. That's liberating and it's freeing because now we don't have to go and invent ways to please God, right? It's yeah. like trying to buy your um you know, your wife or your spouse or somebody that you love a gift and you're like, I have no clue what they want. And so you rack your brain and it's hard. Or you can go to them and say, yo, what do you yeah. want? Or they come in advance and say, yo, this is what I want. Don't get me that, right? Don't get me right. those shoes or that. I don't want nothing from that store. This is what I want. And that's not constraining. That's, uh, mm. that's not um, trying to rob you of self-expression. That's freeing because now you know how to worship, right? And that's what yeah. God does here with the priests. Absolutely, yep. And yeah. so, though, from moving moving from there in Leviticus eleven, we we pull up on just seemingly weird territory. This seems right? random. You can seems... eat these, don't eat those. Yeah. If they got a split hoof here, let it go. Yeah. What's that all about? All right. So if you really if you really look at it again, the Bible is. It's so organized, man. Like right, it's this right. literary kind of like repetition. So he talks about Moses talks about the land animals, these aquatic, you know, water animals, then flying animals, and then like swarming animals, like gnats. And right. Stuff. So uh, what he's just saying is that some of these are clean and unclean. Now, did God just say, "All right, random, you're clean, you're not clean"? You're, no, it's right. not random. Um, what what you realize is if you read it carefully is that some of the animals share features. So a land animal, some land animals share features of aquatic animals, and some aquatic animals share features of swarming animals, right? And right. so, like, if you had divided features, yeah. you were considered unclean. Right now, that in and of itself didn't mean that one animal was better than another. What God was trying to show the Israelites. Was that hey okay Moses is writing this book to a people who are who is about to take the promised land the Canaanites right and God over and over says do not mix with the Canaanites right so here when you even when they ate the idea was so ingrained in their being that they right. weren't to mix because they didn't even eat mixed food in a right sense. Mm. so 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 every time they sat down to eat. Right. This idea that they weren't supposed to mix with the Canaanites who worshiped other gods yeah. was reinforced. Yeah. Mm. Right. Oh, and so good. God, and, and so this tells us, man, like God is not just trying to change what we do right. necessarily, but even how we think. How we think. That's so good, yo. How we see everything, right? Yeah. And it bleeds into everything. Yeah. So it's it's like, yeah, like God is getting deep, right? It yeah. is so deep. Deep that yeah. God wants to change us on the very inside, mm. how we see the world, yeah, just, and everything about yeah, it. yeah, just all of those teachable moments, right? And one of the things I was reminded of as well as you talked that as he goes through and he starts to list these uh, types of birds too, right? That yeah. there's an aspect of like these predatory birds, like absolutely vultures yeah, yeah. and hawks, are those that swarm. God doesn't want them to eat them because God is saying, yo, y'all aren't to be predators. There are yeah. people that live in the world that are predatory, that they yeah, prey on, on the weak and they thrive off of death. And God's yeah, like, too. that's not y'all. So I don't even want that on your dinner plate. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and we got to remember, man, they are people of their time. Right. Like, so, right. so again, this would still be weird to us if right. somebody tried to come to you and say, man, you know, God don't want you to eat that, right? <laughs> That would be weird. Like, yo, pork is good, right? Why, why can't I eat pork? In the surrounding cultures, though, yeah, like this was commonplace, right? Like right. they had things that they didn't eat. However, mm. they didn't eat certain things because they were sacred, right? right. So like sacred cows and things like that. Yeah. People didn't eat beef. It's because they worshiped cows. Right. Yahweh was like, yo, you worship uh, me. me. Right. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not, it's a different reason for why we do similar things right, right? so it's mm. kind of similar today uh, how we good. would go to a place of worship like a jehovah's witness right that's why we do it right, right? which uh, is different ah uh, that's good yeah and then and finally leviticus 12 we have this um even more cleanliness stuff and we'll talk about it more in the next episode but here um you know it talks about just how women were unclean after childbirth um and the reason they were considered unclean uh, again is because of you know, the whole uh, birthing process. And the only reason God is bringing this up is because it kept them from worshiping, mm. right? Yeah. And um, even throughout the book, as we see, if you are unclean, it keeps you from be a- being able to come before the Lord um, in worship. And yeah, again, you know, at the beginning of the chapter or at the end of the chapter, it talks about um, the baby dedication, right? right? And if you are a child and you're born, you're supposed to be presented before the Lord as well. Um, and your cleanliness process will take seven days. Um, and we just see this with Jesus, right? His mother mm. literally has to dedicate him at the temple. Right. She literally has to go through this exact ritual in Luke 2. Yeah. Um, and again, Jesus, yeah, we, we mentioned it before, but Jesus is from a family of humble means. <laughs> Right. And that means that they have to offer two turtle doves and the young pigeons, right? Because they can't afford the sheep. Right. All right. Yeah. How fitting is it that Christ, the Messiah, the anointed mm, one, that's right? Good. The God of Israel in human flesh, right? Who made a condescension, came down of compassion, right? right. Took up humanity, became a poor man. That's how much God identifies with those who are marginalized. Right. And he became a marginalized man. Thank you.